0: Last time on You Meet in a Tavern, you wake up to the smell of incense and cooking meat, the sound of distant activity hanging just on the edge of your senses. Your eyes burn as they adjust to the light and smoke that hangs in the air of the large tent you find yourself in. You all three see the face of a beautiful young woman with bright blue eyes. Um, The top of her head is kind of covered in a cowl and wrapped up in these blue silks underneath. Um, So you're just seeing her face. You may call me Bri.
1: Like the cheese?
0: Well, like B-R-Y. Bri. Like like Bri. 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 (laughs) It's Bri. You strain your eyes and you can almost make out the blurred outline of a great city towering over which stands an enormous coliseum. The ancient city of Korbai. Many years ago, a new ruler forced his way to the throne with blood punishing anyone he thought to be a threat to his rule. His name was Karsus. The amulet that you seek is in his possession. This is the home of Eren, my most trusted advisor and friend. Eren was a lieutenant in the Korbai Greyguard before Karsus came to power. He will know if there is a way inside the city. The escape tunnels of the old kings It's been 25 years since I left Korbai, as I said. I sealed the only entrance from the Palace of Kings, but the tunnels lead directly to other parts of the city. Parts that Karsis doesn't know about. And you begin to see large, 10-foot-wide, perfectly round holes in the rock that move perpendicular to your current path. And from the ceiling, directly in front of you, in front of the two tunnels that you want to go down, drop two 10-foot-long green worms. Their thick bodies curl around themselves for a moment before raising their heads, towering over you, revealing several circular rows of razor-sharp teeth dripping with hot green slime. Initiative.
2: I was going to say, can we not I've just run down the right?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're blocking both I
1: of them. I know, they are. <laughs> Do I get any pluses on my initiative?
0: Uh You're always your text modifier, Derv.
1: Why I forget every time. It's not important to me in my day-to-day life, so I just forget. Uh, Okay, five.
3: Okay. Tugs is eight.
0: Okay. God.
2: 23. Shit. You rolled a natural 20? All right. What's your dexterity? Oh shit, no, no, I'm sorry. This is 20. Hey,
0: Durf. I rolled a 19. you have advantage on all initiative rolls.
1: Oh fuck, yeah, I do. Uh 10.
0: 10. Okay. Okay. Um so Blast you guys again. are kind of like <laughs> Yeah, you guys uh are in like one one flat line uh facing these two worms that are blocking the entrance to Uh, both of the tunnels, the one to the left and the one to the right. And Carl, you are up first.
1: Hey, somebody should uh, if I'm going to do anything with my hands, we need to do something to make it still be light in here.
0: It's a good point.
1: I don't know if you guys want to like use an action to light a torch
0: and drop it. In character, free action before this fight. Durf, you want to say something?
1: (laughs) Are
2: the worms here yet? Yeah, Am for I sure. This? They just popped down. Hey, somebody toss me a torch. I will toss a torch to Durf. Don't lose it. Well,
1: <laughs> okay. well, I just light it with my flame and kind of put it off to the side where it'll light the
2: room.
0: All right, sweet. So Carl tosses Durf a torch, who lights it up, and now the room's lit. You're good to go. All
2: right, Carl, you're up. Two worms, one left, one on the right. Um,
0: yeah, they're about 10 feet from you all.
2: I want to run up... And basically make a straight line. So one worm is between me and the other worm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. running to the left of the left worm. So basically okay. the other one will kind of have to scoot around. So you're it. pretty much up against the wall at this right. point. Just to make it harder yep. for them to get around me. And then um, I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds. Or attempt to cast Nice. Inflict. What does this do? A uh, 3d10 Necrotic Damage.
0: Shit. Is this, a second no, this first the second first level?
2: level.
0: So you're going to make a melee attack roll to see if you hit this thing. Is this one of the spells where they take half damage? If no, you miss. No, that's oh, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a Yeah, that's a yeah. saving throw. OK, so make an attack roll. See if you hit <laughs>
2: 13.
0: Oh, nope. Nope. You do yeah. not hit. So um, as you swing your sword at this this first green worm, um, it contorts its body and 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 you just swing directly underneath its head. And it is that worm's turn, and it's going to reach at you uh, to bite. So it's going to roll a... He's going to try to reach and just... He's pretty much towering over you at this point, so it's going to like reach down at your head and try to take a bite out of you. Uh, It rolls a seven. Does not hit. All right, that doesn't hit. So it misses as you dodge out of the way and smashes its head against the ground. Um, and it raises its head back up, and is going to swing its tail around and try to clobber you with that instead. And it rolled a natural twenty.
2: Yeah, that'll play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so natural
0: twenty. So I'm going to roll. That dog will hunt. I'm going to roll my hit dice, and I double. Uh, I double it. So I'm going to. It's normally one d six plus three. I'm going to roll two d six plus three. So that's a six. And a 4, 10, 13 piercing damage to you, Carl. And I'm going to need you to make a, t- a uh, constitution saving throw. A constitution saving throw is where you roll your d20 and you add your constitution saving throw modifier. Okay,
2: yeah, so I got a 4, so I'm fucked.
0: All right. Okay, you missed that as well? Yeah. All right, so you take an additional... God damn. You take an additional 2 um, poison damage. From so that, 15 that total? Tail hit. Is that right? Yep, 15 total. Uh, okay. The other so worm wait, is, is up. is that both worms? The other oh, worm no, is up. was the same worm. No, different worm. That was the same worm that attacked Carl. Uh, the other worm is up, and it's going to uh, creep its way towards you, Durf, and it's going to try to bite as well. Bite down okay. at you. Uh, it rolled an 18.
1: That will hit.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm going to do, or the the worm is going to do uh 11 piercing damage to you as it bites and i need you to make a dexterity saving throw
1: uh okay so is that plus my dexterity
0: modifier no dexterity saving throw modifier there's a saving throw box
1: oh which is this but it's the same
0: well but some people it's not because you might be proficient in i'm not proficient so
1: it's the same right yep okay 19
0: yeah okay so you you um save so you're you get bit um but you are not swallowed um but you you, it does take a real pretty bad chunk out of your shoulder as you take 11 damage um and it's gonna after it takes this bite it's gonna swing its tail at you as well uh it rolls a seven so that's not gonna hit correct okay it's your turn though durf
1: um, I will cast Animal Friendship on the guy who just tried to bite me. Oh
0: shit, okay. Alright, uh, do I have to make a const- a uh, saving throw of some sorts?
1: Uh, if the beast's intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Nope. Otherwise, you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, uh, which is now 14.
0: Wow, okay. Uh, I rolled a 15 minus two, so that's a 13.
1: Nice. Nice! <laughs> I've used it four times before always with like a 65% chance of working and it never worked. So I'm very excited. Okay, so
0: what happens? This is awesome.
1: Uh, it is now charmed by you for the spell's duration. And uh, <laughs> because of my animal handling uh, fucking feet, I can use a bonus action to command it. Um, Cause it's friendly s- to you now, right? Cause it's friendly to me now. Holy shit. Um, so so it, I guess it, um,
0: it kind of like lifts its head up and cocks its head at you. And starts it rubbing its head around, like, underneath your chin.
2: I go, oh, who's, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy?
0: A <laughs> little green slobber lands on you and you take four poison damage.
2: <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding.
1: I'm
3: okay. kidding. I'm kidding.
2: Okay.
0: okay, what do you
1: want it to do? Uh, so I'll tell him, uh, now, uh, on your next turn, uh, I want you to attack the other worm the same way you just attacked me.
0: Okay, sweet. All right, so uh yeah, it kind of nods its head in approval, tug, you're up.
3: um I'm gonna seeing that uh Durf uh just enchanted one of the worms, I'll go up to uh the other one, uh, I believe the one that is the one that attacked Carl, and Got it. uh I will uh unleash my fists.
0: So are you striking with both of them, or, like, what's happening? What are you doing exactly?
3: I'm trying just- to just swing out with my, you know, just kind of kind of right hook, left hook, basic, basic cookie cutter stuff.
0: Right around the chestal area. And I'm going to
3: try and roll so it actually stays on the table. So 17. Okay, yeah, that'll
0: hit with your first, first attack. Go ahead and do damage. Damage with that one.
3: For eight. Sweet, okay. And Next then- attack. 24.
0: That will definitely hit.
3: For five damage.
0: Okay, cool. No key
2: points or anything? You're good?
3: No, I'm good. We seem All to be right. in a pretty good position right now, so I'll hold up.
2: All right, Carl, you're up. I'm going to make a move on the one that just attacked me that he just beat the shit out of. So I'm going to attack with Chilrend, I believe. All right. 18? Yeah, that'll hit. Damn. Eleven total.
0: All right, nice. All right, so you swing and you cut open uh, a little piece of its of its body just below the head, um, and some dark green ooze starts seeping out. And it's his turn, and he's pretty pissed uh, at both of you now for attacking. So he's gonna with his bite um, come right back down to you, Carl with a bite. He's gonna roll a uh, thirteen. Does not hit. All right, so its bite, again, just bashes off of your shield as you lift it up to dodge this thing. Um, And at the same time, it's going to swing its tail around and try to nail tug with that.
3: Can he protect me, Yeah, He can protect you, yeah,
0: so I get disadvantage. Okay, so that was a 20, and then that is a 12.
3: 12 does not help, or does not hit, excuse me.
0: Okay, yeah. So so this both attacks you quickly move your shield aside after uh, deflecting this this head with the teeth and you just reach your shield in front of tug in time and uh, for the tail to bounce off of that as well. And it is now the other worm's turn who is going to follow Durf's command and reach His out. His name is Spot. What?
1: Spot. His name is Spot.
0: You named it Spot? spot the worm yes okay spot i announce
1: hey everybody the worm's name is spot okay
0: the spot crawls over to the first worm and is going to roll a um eight and miss with a bite and uh then he's going to swing his tail to try to stab him in the in the throat and rolls a 16 so that's going to hit and he's going to do i'm just going to roll this all this together uh he's going to do eight piercing damage to this worm and the worm has to make a... Well, no, it's Poison Worm. It doesn't have to make that Constitution saving throw because it's immune, so... Um, okay. Nice. Durf, you're up. How long does the, the charm work?
1: 24 hours. Shit. God, okay, deep. We're buds for a long time. <laughs> okay. I'm planning to ride him out of the cave after we win the fight. Okay. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, I will use... So how close am I? I'm, I'm, so I'm back towards the
0: yeah. You're you're front of the like cave. you're still like ten fifteen feet away from this guy now. The both worms. Everyone's kind of clumped together except you. You're on the outside.
1: All right. I'm going to use a bonus action to drop my uh, wolf familiar. Okay. And what he does is he gives us like advantage on perception or something. But also he lets me. Basically, when I use healing spells, everybody else gets healed too. Extra two? Um, Yeah, uh, well, four now because I'm level four. Okay. So I will use healing word on Carl.
0: Okay, you don't have to touch him for that, or are you running up?
1: Uh, Healing word I can do from over here. Okay.
0: Go ahead and roll Uh, it.
1: So it is 1d4 plus spellcasting modifier, and I get to do that twice because I am level, it's a level two spell now.
0: You're using it as a level two. Gotcha. Uh, y-
1: y- am I doing that? You can. not yeah, i use it as a level two spell. Yeah, yeah you can. Sweet. So four. Okay, that's better. So four plus... Uh, so I, I heal Carl for 12. Okay, nice. And every, everyone else uh, also heals for four.
0: So Tug, you get... Well, you didn't take any damage. You're good.
3: Nope. But I did. All right, Tug, you're up. <laughs> um... Again, seems like we're in a pretty good situation here, so I'm just going to go with my normal double-fist uh, double, double fist attack here. Got it. Uh, natural one, so I will use luck and re-roll it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, seven. Or no, excuse me. Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Uh, that misses. Your first attack misses. Okay, second attack.
3: Sorry. 24 again. That'll hit. Uh, For five damage.
0: Five damage. Okay. Um yeah, you, you uh you crush this thing in the chest and it reels back a little bit and it's starting to sa- it's starting to um show signs of exhaustion. It's not feeling great. It's bleeding profusely from that wound that Carl gave it. Um and it's not looking fantastic. So
2: it's Carl's Probably turn. pretty
1: bummed out that its buddy betrayed him too. Uh
2: I'm gonna take children and I'm gonna jump up in the air and try and stab children into its chest as high as I possibly can, and then bring it down and try and gut it
0: with like both hands. Yeah, dope. All right, roll it. Are you doing anything special or just just a normal melee attack?
2: Just a normal melee attack with children, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twenty.
0: That'll hit. Yeah. Ten. Ten damage. Yep. Yep. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You don't kill it, but you gash another another pretty long cut. Um, across its back, longer than the first one, and more blood oozes out. Um, And this thing kind of screams that same low grumbling sound, but much higher pitched that you heard before. And it's his turn, and he's going to focus all his energy on you because you've been doing the most damage. So he's going to crawl back at you with a bite uh, and roll a 20, 15 plus 5. So he's going to do 13 piercing damage to you, Okay, I,
2: can I use a reaction? Uh, what would that be? Yeah. If you I, wanna, I you want up. a hellish rebuke. Sweet, what's that? Is that new? Uh, when, when I Yeah, that's one of my other spells. It's when damaged, okay. the attacker must make a dex saving throw. Uh, if you fail, it's 2d10 damage. And if it's a success, you take half 2d10.
0: Wow, okay. So dex saving throw? Yep. Which is going to be 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your dex. So what's that? 11. Okay. Uh, I rolled a five, so I take 2d10. Get him. Yep. Holy shit. How does, this, how does this work? So roll your damage, and then you tell me, like, Hellish Rebuke, what actually happens in-game.
2: So damage is going to be 18.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you go ahead and tell me how you killed this motherfucker.
2: So he just uh, kind of bit me, right? Like uh-huh. a glancing wound, maybe on my, my leg. Mm -hmm. And uh, as he starts to bite down, I just take my shield and just crush it down on the top of its skull so it can't move its head. And then I take Chilrand and I stick it in its eye as deep as it can go. And it just starts oozing and it popped and it's bloods everywhere. It's great. Okay, it lets out the
0: loudest scream that you've heard it make so far, um, just as its body goes limp. And you've killed this thing. Um, And what happens next? This scream echoes throughout the chamber and down the tunnels, and you hear the same rumbling from the ceiling. Oh, great! And it's a whole lot louder now.
1: Let's all jump on Spot, and I'll tell Spot to get us the fuck out of here.
0: You guys hop on Spot. Yeah. As the ceiling collapses and six more green worms fall and curl around their bodies and stare right at you. Um,
1: I tell Spot to get his fuck out of here, down that left tunnel.
0: You hop on uh, Spot to kind of make your getaway. Spot runs through the tunnel and kind of opens up this uh, this, this bigger hole than the tunnel that you were traveling on with her teeth. She kind of grinds up the rocks, um, and the other six worms are right at your heels. They're chasing you down.
1: Okay, I'm going to use Spike Growth. Uh, which causes the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point, um, which I'll use kind of directly behind us, so or like 20 feet behind us, so the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it, the tip of it is right behind us. Um, twists and sprouts, hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration, and when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels.
0: Sweet. So difficult terrain means that it moves at half speed, so that's that's pretty good deal. Okay, so you just cast it? Do you have well, to make a rule?
1: No, I just cast it, and then the other thing is, the ground is camouflaged to look natural, and any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom check against my spell save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. So I guess they okay, saw it. Okay, so they, they can not
0: dodge it. it. But they make a wisdom saving throw to dodge it.
1: I guess they have eyes?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, not really. They're worms. I mean, they kind of they kind of feel things out. They're blind, but they they just they feel things out with their uh, face. So I guess they wouldn't see it. Cause, they well, wouldn't cause, see so, it because what
1: it says is any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a Wisdom check against your spell safety to recognize the ter- that the terrain is hazardous for entering it. So they don't dodge the damage, but right they might I gotcha. charge right into it without realizing they're going to get hurt if they yeah. don't make the check.
0: Okay. So I'm going to roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. All right, here we go. Are going to roll six That's of them? That's a 10. That's a 10. Oh, for all six of them? We'll just say as a group. <laughs> as a group. Well, 10 you know what? I'll roll six, and I'll take the average. I Hang think on, we so could have escaped without this. Three. That's going to be 11. Plus 18. That's 29. 37. That's four. 42. 52 divided by six is less than 10. So, yeah, they're not going to make this. this as a group wholly, they do they do not see this terrain and they kind of charge right through it, slowing their pace down to half. Um, and you outrun these worms at the, as they're stuck in these spikes and can't catch up. And you guys and Spot make a getaway for it. And um, you come after a little while to a large, at the end of the tunnel, um, where you see a, a steel wall with a door Um, just big enough for you three, but sadly not big enough for Spot.
1: All right. I'll hop off and, uh, give Spot a little pat, shed a tear, and I will use my, uh... And Spot,
0: Spot kind of, his head kind of falls down and he lets out a whimper. like... "Hmm." I'm
1: going to say, you're a good girl. Yes, you are. And as my final command with my animal handling spell, I'm going to say, hey, um... After this charm wears off, even after this charm wears off, if anybody else comes through this tunnel, just kind of leave them alone unless they're chasing us, in which case you should attack them.
0: Okay. All right. And she, she, um, gives you a, a a sad nod of approval and is like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." and you, you three leave spot there to defend the door. And you walk through the door and you um, see in front of you just a plain steel room with a ladder that leading up.
2: I climb the ladder. Follow. Yeah, we all, I'll follow too.
0: Okay. All right. You guys climb the ladder for what seems like a super long time. Uh, it almost feels like you're climbing for like another half mile up by the time you reached you reach an unlocked trap door and you open it and emerge behind several large barrels in a dusty cellar. More bar- more barrels litter the room, some sealed, but most empty. Racks upon racks of wine and liquor stack high against the stone walls, and a short staircase leads up to the left to a series of big wooden double doors.
1: I'll grab a beer.
0: Okay. You gonna grab stuff off the shelf?
1: Well, I figure, uh, well, I guess it would be in the barrels. Yeah. I
3: Um...
0: Well,
3: I'll just wait. Yeah. We're about Todd to likes to wait as well.
0: well. Okay. Wow. I think
3: he'll give Self-control us a It's control, Tug. <laughs> I mean, I learned my lesson after drinking after corpses. <laughs> that didn't pan out real well for for your boy. So it's, uh, you know, learned about ghosts. Now I try to fade ghosts. Learned about drinking with corpses. Now I try to fade drinking strange unknown liquids. <laughs> All right, sweet. Okay, so you guys, uh, you want to head through the double doors? Uh, yep. Cautiously. Nope. Cautiously? Absolutely not.
0: You kick them down?
3: I don't kick them down. All right, you we walk through burst the double through doors. Like, we got to burst through like we were supposed to be in there. Right. Yeah, we okay, got the yeah. stuff sorted out. Or, hold on. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we got to you got Tug's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that shit's done now.
0: Okay, so you walk you walk through the doors and you say this, and you as you say this, you look around and you see that there's no one in here. Um except <laughs> for you're just talking to yourself. Except for um a man, a frail old man that sits at the bar staring into his cup. Um in this bar You see chairs and tables that are kind of strewn about randomly. Many toppled over or leaning haphazardly on their remaining working legs. The smell in the air is a mix of dust, stale beer, and body odor. To your left, hot coals smolder in a large hearth against the wall, and to your right you see this old man at a bar covered in empty bottles and broken glass. Underneath his stool lies a ruffled brown dog with a single black circle of fur around his left eye. At the sound of the door opening and you saying this, he perks up and stares at you curiously.
1: The dog or the old man?
0: Both. But the old man says,
3: we're closed. Uh, Very weird thing to say for the people that just came out of your fucking basement. Um, (laughs) He's pretty drunk. He's pretty drunk. What what are you? Simon, listen up. Who are you? Simon, listen up. Tug mug bar. How do you know my name? Let me get to that. Now I understand how people feel when they're talking to me. Durf, this is Carl with a K. We were sent here by Aaron, the Aaron Milos, and his girlfriend Brian. Bry, short for Brian. <laughs> and we were told to meet up with you. We need to get some get ups. We got work in the city. They, send us, they said, hey, we can send you anywhere. We said, send us to the best tavern they got. He said, as a matter of fact, we got a tunnel in the basement. Pop you up. Here we are. So we're gonna need three beers. Carl doesn't drink, so but still three because I'll drink his. And I'm gonna need you to start working on those costumes. Tug, tug, tug. Show, show him the
2: scroll. Show, I, just give I, him the scroll. Yeah,
3: like, Aaron or uh, uh, Simon says Aaron's dead.
0: And he turns back towards his uh, Did, his
3: glass. First Did off, just, you saying Simon says is hilarious. Second, <laughs> uh, the scroll. This scroll was given to us by Aaron, the Aaron. Show a little respect. It's Aaron, the Aaron, not just Aaron. He's not dead. He's alive and well. Well, he's not well. It kind of looks like shit, to be quite honest. looks like a bag of smashed assholes. Story for a <laughs> Check this scroll out. Let us know what you think. And then maybe, while you're looking at the scroll, you can start working on this beer scenario. Or, you look at the scroll, all sorts of beer scenario app. And uh, did your dog want anything? Dog want a beer. I'll get the dog a beer. Tub goes and gets four beers, two for himself, okay, well, one for Durf, one for the dog.
0: You said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> let me respond before you just fucking do all these monologues.
2: That's
0: a great monologue. That was deep. That was deep. Um, okay, so let's just let me just describe what had just happened in the past <laughs> seven minutes with Aaron. With with Simon, Uh, at mentioning Aaron's name, and he said he's dead, and you said uh, that you had a scroll. I assume you hand this scroll to to Simon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because you told him to read it. So Simon Simon takes this scroll and he sees the wax seal of of the of the of a rose of the desert rose on it, and he rips it open and rolls it up, and he stares at it for a long while. Um, And he lifts his head up and sighs and sighs and he rolls it back up and he tosses his glass across the room with actually some pretty awesome accuracy into the hearth and flames burst forth and he takes the note and he hands it down to to his dog and he says he says patch fire and patch the dog carries it over and drops it amongst the flames where it's engulfed immediately What the fuck, man? And he says, um,
3: let's work on getting you guys those beers. Don't worry about it, old man. Already done.
0: (laughs) All right. So uh, you go behind the bar and you grab four beers saying that you'll take care of it, um, which you put on the counter. Everybody takes one.
3: Listen, Simon, we were explicitly told we're going to need some costumes um, and I can wear the drunk look with the best of them. But I don't think my my clothes are going to fit around here. Need to look a little bit more uh, shitty and poor like you. So maybe we can, uh, you know, work that out. We've got some gold pieces. I've got some gold pieces I will impart on you. You know, maybe raise your spirits a little bit. But we need badass costumes that make us look like we actually belong here. We maybe need uh, your guidance through the town. And obviously, infinite beers.
1: If you were going to kill the king, how would you do it?
3: He, that's not you what guys, he means He's, he, that's not the that plan, not that's, not the the, plan. That, that's not what we're doing here we're just doing other possibly nefarious things we want to feel you out make sure you're cool first before we <laughs> tell you what we're actually doing and it's definitely not that
0: okay uh, roll a um, deception check tug 15 Okay, yeah. I keep forgetting um, so to switch you, back to just a normal sure, voice. Yeah. Uh you um you convince him that uh, whatever Durf said was not the case. Um and he says, "Well, so what well, I'm confused because Aaron's notes said, well, uh, he said he said to trust you and uh I I just don't why are you here? What do, what do you need? What do you need my help for?
2: We're we're looking for an an amulet that we think is in the possession of Karsis. <gasps> Karsis. Oh. oh, you
0: need a meeting with Karsis.
1: Yeah. That's it's, uh, one way of putting it.
3: Yeah. I thought I mentioned the clothes as well. The clothes seemed important when we were talking to Aaron, the Aaron.
0: Oh, I can get you hooked up with some clothes. Perfect.
3: That was my only responsibility here. Carl, you sort out the technical shit. Who needs a beer? I'll Tug's, take another beer. Tug, Tug stomps off behind, uh, behind the bar, starts pouring more beers.
0: Okay, everybody gets another beer, including the dog. Lops it up. Laps it up. So,
2: Simon, you can get us a meeting with
0: Karsis? I know a few people in the high courts. I may be able to set something up.
1: How do you feel about Karsis?
0: And he looks around uh, the bar. He kind of takes a little gander to the left and to the right, makes sure not, uh, not everyone's listening. And he says, I think he's a scum upon this earth.
1: That's what I thought you thought. That's cool. Anyway, so meeting. What do we need to do? I'm more
0: than happy to help anyone that may want to take him down.
1: Okay. Well, apparently we're not saying that out loud, but <laughs> um, we just need to talk to him.
0: I can get you a meeting with Karsis, all right. There's going to be a few things I need to set into motion first. But it's late. I can get to work on that first thing in the morning. And he, uh, he walks across the bar into a back room and comes out. He's got a bunch of blankets. He moves some, some of the broken chairs around the hearth and uh, clears around the near, near the fireplace and sets them down. And he says, uh, the desert gets cold at night. You can stay here and gather your strength. Okay. So, yeah, you guys could take a rest. Long yeah. gather all your Short stuff. rest? Long rest? Well, it'll be a long it's, rest. You can sleep overnight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you stay the night. Uh, you gather your strength. And um, you got all your health points and all that good stuff back. everyone this is your dungeon master joe speaking hope you guys are enjoying the first half of episode 10 we got a really good second half and i'm really excited for you guys to listen to it so um a couple things from me i want to say thank you to everyone that uh, continues to listen to our show we've got a great response so far um if you want to continue to follow us you can find us on all social media platforms at ymia tavern we've got a facebook twitter and instagram um, and if you're interested in, in finding some kind of behind the scenes stuff, you want to submit objects that we sell in the fishery shop. Um, you want to submit questions to some Q&A episodes that we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, go check out our subreddit. That's YMIA Tavern as well. And you can find links to all that kind of stuff on our social media platforms. Um, another great thing that helps us. we got we got two things that you can do to really support the show and help us grow. Uh, one is to write us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, podcast reviews are huge for people that want to check out new stuff. The first thing you're going to do is, is look at a review and see how other people like it. So, um, if you got just a couple minutes, you want to put this podcast on pause, write up a quick review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Uh, secondly, we have a Patreon, it's www.patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern, where you can donate to the show and help us grow and get some better equipment, and just bring you the best show that we can. So every dollar helps, there's different levels um, that you could submit. The $15 level is um, one that gets you a little promo here in the middle of the episode, so I want to shout out a guy named Aaron, who you might recognize from the past couple episodes, uh, Aaron is a $15 patron and uh, he runs a podcast called Alexandria archives that you should definitely check out. So thanks again, Aaron. We've got two more podcasts. I want to shout out uh, this week on this week's promo pause. The first one is baby beard media. Remember Futurama. That was a good time. Remember Chris, James and Sean. No. Well, let's change that. Join a theater maker, filmmaker and actor as they deconstruct, analyze and stumble through the show. One episode at a time. They're not critics. They're just three friends with recording equipment, Futurama DVDs, and a lot of caffeine. And that's just as good. So Baby Beard Media, go check them out. Next podcast I want to mention is called Myths Your Teacher Hated. You can find them at MythsyourTeacherHated.com. Uh, this is a bi-weekly podcast telling the stories of gods and monsters from all over the world. They're tales that shaped ancient cultures and the archetypes that still adventure in our modern world. Uh, The podcast tries to tell these stories in a way that would have been told when the world was new and monsters lurked just before the horizon. So uh, yeah, if you you want some inspiration, if you're running your own D&D campaign, you want to find inspiration on backgrounds of monsters and um, other different myths around uh, the world that we live in today, go check them out. So Myths Your Teacher Hated. Okay, enjoy the rest of episode 10. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Hope you like it. Let us know what you think. Bye.
3: the barkeep Simon is away. Uh, Tug starts whispering to Durf and Carl, maybe we want to emphasize that this meeting with the king has to be like alone or um, at least in private with no prying ears outside of maybe one representative or our group or whatever, however we can work that out. So maybe we can, uh, you know, ambush his ass and then slide out.
1: Well, here's what we could do. Uh, you could set, We could set up the meeting for one of you guys to go, or both of you guys to go, and I could, like, creep off in some little animal form or something and keep an eye out for, like, approaching ambush or something like that. I
2: think that, like, he's not going to... He's not going to agree to a meeting with just him and us, or one person and him and us. He is the king. Right. So I think we're going to have to steal...
3: The MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. Leave it up to me, Tug, the best burglar in the group. Easily. I think (laughs) we should probably try
2: and set up a meeting, and then... Find out where the MacGuffin is? Not show, or... Try and hide, and then see where he retreats to.
3: That's
1: what I'm saying. I could show up as like a fucking stray cat or something.
3: I mean, that's true. We could say, "Hey, the meeting is between Tug and Carl and the King." Have this guy set it up for two, and then yeah, actually, I like that. It's pretty good. Like, I just think we just don't go to the meeting. Like, he just and just spy on him. Yes, and then
2: see where he goes back to, and if we can figure out and try and go at night. Maybe people will be less alert and maybe we can see. That's actually a really good point okay. too. Alright, All right. so we'll, we'll we'll see what uh let's we'll see s- let's see what Simon says. <laughs> we'll see what Simon I did can
0: not I and- did not foresee this happening when I created the characters. <laughs> 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 but I'm glad you took it that way.
3: Um okay, okay cool. So, so like we mark. fall asleep now.
0: All right. You guys sleep after kind of planning out. I don't even know whatever the hell your
3: plan was. Um, <laughs> we do have two solid, solid game plans, which is good. Okay. It's just better yeah, than we sweet. have literally any other time. That's true.
0: Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah. You wake up and uh, you wake up the next morning and there you see three sets of burlap woven cloaks laid out on chairs near you. Um, and there's a note on the chair that uh, it says, it says lots to do. We'll return this evening. Explore the city if you must, but wear these. They will help you blend in with the locals. And uh, you see a little S signature at the end of the
1: note. Uh, you guys, I think that's probably from Simon.
0: <laughs> yeah, good idea. I want to refer you now to the map, all these different places. Um, There is the rags, which you're at right now, which is the porous area of the town. Um, There is the... Uh, Midtown, Lowtown, Market District, where like a bunch of people sell different stuff. Um, there is the Temple District, Carl. Yes, uh, that's where, uh, where I want to go. There might be some monasteries and, and temples there. You can kind of figure out where what you want to do. Yeah. Simon's giving you the day to explore the town before um, anything, any kind of meeting happens.
2: Should we split up? You can. I think we should probably stick together in case one of you get caught.
3: Why would I Doing get caught? I'm the sneakiest one things. out there.
2: I can turn into an
3: animal. We ain't getting caught. Let's split up. Don't be a puss, man. <laughs> okay. You know what I totally forgot, Carl?
0: I totally forgot about your, uh, to mention the symbol that you don't have anymore.
2: Yeah, that's like, uh, that's why I want to go to Temple District, because I need a new holy symbol.
0: Okay, so, um, so you guys cool with splitting up? I mean, it's just.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, wait, well, hey, hey, let me, let me
1: throw something out there. All right, so we're in the rags right now, right?
0: Correct. So what Both I kind of wanted to
1: do literally today,
3: because
1: I used to fucking hang out with riffraff back home uh, before everybody died, uh, was kind of talk to the the riffraff around in the rags and see if I could kind of get a sense of what's going on in town and see if we can get any good information out of it.
3: What if you two go out and I just open the bar up for the day and just work the bar? Why don't we do this? Why don't
0: we do this? Because this is, you guys all kind of want to do different things. So Tug, why don't you hang back in the bar, wait for Simon. Durf, you, we can uh, resolve you talk until the riffraff in the rags. And Carl, you can go to the Temple District and do what you want to do. And then uh, you all do your own thing. You only have a day, so you can't do everything all in one day. And we could do separate stuff.
3: Okay. Like, I'm not really interested in shopping and stuff because I think that, like, if we're in literally burlap sacks, I think shopping will kind of be a giveaway. Well, they're like
0: cloaks. You're not, you're not like, you're not like little orphanannies.
3: You are. Right. But if we stroll up to Midtown and start buying freaking gear and shit, like, that seems pretty. Yeah. I also don't have any money. I 80 oh, oh, that's right. I'm the only one that still has blue Bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I'm the best burglar okay, so in the group. Okay, so
0: we'll we'll split you guys up. That's fine. You guys each want to do different things. So, um, all right. So let's resolve. Uh, let's resolve Carl first. Okay. So, um, Carl, as you walk through the town, uh, you walk you walk into the streets of the rags, and you see very, very few people and they all seem to be old. Uh, there's no children around in the rags. Um, everyone is poor. There's, there's just a dirty, dirty, uh, streets and buildings with windows broken out. And, um, you walk through the rags and you walk up through Midtown and honestly, it's not really that different. Um, Midtown, which you heard from Aaron was once kind of like the middle class Seems pretty low. Uh, there's a few more people around, but the streets are still dirty. People are giving you side glances as you're walking through. Um, it's not great. And you you get into the market district and uh, a few people try to stop you. Uh, big alleyways that were once filled with with filled to the brim with different people that were trying to sell stuff are now there's just spotted with a couple different shops that are still open. Um, and the inventory is, is slim and you finally, uh, by the afternoon reach the, the temple district. Um, and it's really not looking in much better shape. Uh, the streets of the temple district, are dirty and, and completely empty. And there's actually kind of like a chain that goes around the outer edge of it that you have to crawl underneath. Uh, old cathedrals and shrines to various gods stand still and quiet. From the outside, once beautiful stained glass windows are now shattered in pieces along the street. What doors remain in these broken temples are locked and barred from the outside uh, for the most part. You Are you looking for anything in particular here
2: uh particularly I, i'm looking for uh any sign or of mashkal um a temple a temple of mashkal
0: okay um basically right now you are a holy symbol less correct right from from inside the tomb uh you left your holy symbol at the feet of 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 Sabbath's statue so that's going to hurt your ability to cast some of the spells that you want to that are kind of holy in nature. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. So you're, you're seeking out Mashakal, Mashakal's temple. And you take you take quite a while searching for, for this temple, um, walking in and out of a few open places that have been stripped down to the studs, uh, not a statue or relic in sight. You realize as you're walking through that this must have been the first place to be compromised by Karsis when when trade stopped and um, he needed uh, more money for the things he wanted to do. And you remember Aaron telling you that he um, kind of looted different areas of the town for his own palace and the things that he wanted to build. So that's probably why all this stuff is all torn up. And at last, at last, after walking for a while, you you see the temple. Uh, deep in the heart of the district, you come to a large stone building, tall columns reaching up to support a pediment containing the infinity symbol of Mashakal carved in stone.
2: I mean, uh, uh, there's nobody in the streets. There's nobody in the streets. Uh, Completely empty district. All right. I'm going to enter the temple.
0: Okay. Uh, the temple seat. is, yeah, it's dark. It's really dark, Um, although streaks of light break through the wooden planks that cover the outside windows, casting long lines across the cracked marble floor. In the center of the room are the broken remains of a beautiful statue of the Blue Lady, now in pieces on the floor. All that remains is a circular base of stone surrounded by six empty plates that once held offerings of the Faithful.
2: So what what will Carl do Like in this space alone? I think I'm going to go I what would walk up and just kind of try and pick up the pieces of the statue of the blue lady and try and reconstruct the statue as much as possible.
0: Oh, sweet. Okay. So you're picking up pieces of the statue and you're like putting it back uh, together for the most part. Um, Not all the pieces are there too crumbled to, to kind of come together but you make this makeshift statue of the lady and you call out to this um, inside this space and it echoes across the walls and a large blue flame appears in the center of the stone statue and one by one in each of the small stone plates little flames appear and flicker for a moment and the smaller flames start to spin start to spin around and they spin faster and faster and faster um, until the central flame in the statue begins to rise into a pillar that's growing and growing high up into the ceiling. It grows, and you you step away from this because you're kind of scared at this point. This is kind of scary. Yes. Yeah. A lot of stuff's going on that you didn't really expect. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, the flames stop in midair and freeze, and the pillar floats there for a minute, slowly, like a suspended waterfall of flame, turning and pulsating, Uh, But you don't really feel any heat. The the base and the top of this pillar turn in on themselves, forming a a perfect circle which twists into the infinity symbol of Mashakal, which explodes into thousands and thousands of blue butterflies that swirl all around you and inside the temple. The butterflies fly towards the center above the statue base and their wings form a single word clear as day. That word is ask.
2: Mishakal, show me a sign. Give me reason. Help me to understand. What is my purpose?
0: Okay. Uh, the butterflies kind of float around for a little while. And they um, they come back together and form the word faith. And uh, explode once again. And float around and come and form
2: the word courage clearly you were here i had faith i had faith in you and you allowed my village to be devastated my father to die my sister to die how am i supposed to continue
0: okay the butterflies explode once again uh and fly out and furiously fly around this room and 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 float back together and form the word mankind uh, and then burst out and come back together and form the word hate and once again the same motion and the word pride and then it it notices that you're kind of pausing um, and it explodes again and comes back together and forms the word hope
2: I need a symbol My previous one, my father's, I gave away. It was not truly mine. I need a symbol of my own. Is this something that you can provide me?
0: Okay. The word hope kind of suspends for a little while, um, and the butterflies slowly part and start to swirl around each other once again. Um, And they slowly form into these blue flames that swirls again into this pillar, and the pillar turns and flies straight through your chest. Um, and for a few seconds, this pillar is swarming around your body and you feel the sensation of heat, um, but immense joy and kind of power pulsating through your blood. Um, and you look down into your chest and you see an infinity symbol um, in, in flame, burned into your armor. Uh, and your shield from your back Floats up and comes to meet you uh, in front of in front of your body, and it's floating there. And you see another uh, flamed infinity symbol burned into your shield, and your shield is now your new holy symbol for your spells. And the f- the flame fades away, and you're left with an engraving of the infinity
2: symbol in your shield. That was fucking sweet. I will be your symbol of hope for the masses. I will prevail. Sweet.
0: Okay, so you sit there and kneel for a while and pray to Mashakel in this conversation. And you hear from outside the temple a series of pounding feet um, as dozens and dozens of guards surround the temple and bust through the doors. uh, And you're now surrounded by a circle of a dozen guards. And... Uh, You feel the same sensation, that warm sensation that you felt before flash before your eyes, even though nothing comes out. And you just hear the word clear as day in a woman's voice in your head. Um, And it says, trust, surrender. And the guard, one of the guards says,
2: halt, drop your weapons. I will do as you say, but know that I am the light bringer. That's dope. <laughs> All
0: right, uh, they they swarm uh, swarm around you, and they grab your weapons, and you are your hands are are shackled, uh, and you are led outside the temple um, by by these guards. All right, let's uh, switch to, uh, Durf. So you guys don't have any idea that any of this shit happened, right? Okay.
1: Right. All right, well, shit, that was, that was intense. That was way, way, way more than I had planned out for this. Uh, I get, oh, yeah, Okay, yeah. so here's what I'm
2: to Anything
0: do. you're about to do is not planned out by me, so <laughs> this will be fun.
2: Well, we had to kind of do that because I had to get a holy symbol. Right. There. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, so I'm going to kind
1: of walk around the rags, and back when I was uh, living in um, uh, our town, um I kind of knew that a lot of times, um, like kids, young, kind of riffraff, poor kids, a lot of times knew what was going on uh, around town more so than other people, and also I can talk to animals, um, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of walking around, and I'm looking around for anybody who looks like they might be the kind of person who might have information, uh, but keeping a particular eye out for any, uh, any kids creeping around, or like you know, stray cats or whatever that I might be able to talk to.
0: Uh, Okay. Yeah. You, um, you walk down the streets of the rags and let's say you come across, uh, maybe a, uh, uh, you come across maybe like a, a, a teenage kid that's, uh, that's creeping in. You can, you catch him creeping in through a window. Nice. Uh, there's, There's some shady stuff going on here.
1: Uh, okay. He's creeping in like a first floor window. Yeah. Yeah. Off the street or off an alley.
0: Off an alley. You walk down the streets. You catch it. Catch a glimpse of him down the alley.
1: Oh well, wow. certainly don't want to interfere with his heist. Uh, well, I guess maybe I'll uh, I'll wait for now. I'll keep an eye out uh, okay. for him. He maybe I, I he doesn't know I'm there, but I'll I'll keep an eye out for him. See if anybody's coming.
0: OK, sure. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't he doesn't notice you. Uh, he crawls through this window. And after a couple minutes, minutes, um, you hear some rustling inside this house. And he he crawls back out and in his hands is like a, a moldy old piece of bread, which he, he kind of collapses to the floor and sits and starts taking some bites out of it.
1: All right. Well, unfortunately, let me see. I don't think I have any food on me, do I? To make friends with. What's in an herbalism kit?
0: hm mm. things to make like potions and right. maybe some healing medicines and stuff,
1: yeah, so that's not very useful,
0: all right so probably sure. more of the latter
1: all right, well, I mean, uh, I guess I'll just kind of stroll up in a in a in a friendly manner okay in, in a non threatening way trying try my best to be as non threatening uh so he doesn't freak out and run away
0: okay yeah he uh he sees you walking down the alley, and he's still kind of like um like, shakenly gets up and is like, what, 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 what? I, I'm, what do you want?
1: Hey, man, it's cool. Don't worry about me. I just want to talk for a second. What? Why? Well, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of new in town, and I'm just trying to get a sense of the place. You look like somebody who might know a thing or two about uh, what's going on around town.
0: Okay. Uh, he hides, he sees that he's holding the bread, and he whips it around his back and hides it behind you. And and he's like, I'll, I'll I'll tell you anything you want to know. Just just don't just don't tell don't tell anyone I was here.
1: Man, I'm not no fucking snitch. Okay, you don't have to worry about me. You can eat your bread.
0: He he, he kind of cautiously brings it back um, up and starts taking some bites, some small bites. All right. Well, well what do you want to know?
1: Well, there's a few things that I'm kind of wondering about. Just uh, generally, what's going on in town? What's the the sense of the whole area. I, I see things aren't going very well. But then specifically, kind of want to get a sense of the king, and particularly his bodyguards. Um, okay. What kind of what kind of crew he runs with when he's out on the town?
0: Cool. Um, oh, Carsus oh, carsis He looks around, uh, kind of peeks around the the corners. He says, carsis No, ain't no one see Carcass! Carsus around here. Carsus doesn't come out of his palace."
1: Is that up by the arena?
0: Yeah, it's it, the palace. The palace is up. there surrounds the arena. Big thing. You can't miss it.
1: Okay. And can regular folks go up there?
0: Oh no, 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 sir. No, no one's allowed even close to the palace without Carsis's permission.
1: All right. Uh, ain't,
0: ain't no one, nobody I know has ever ever met with Carsis
1: Okay. I get the sense uh, people around here tend not to be big fans of Carsis
0: well, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Well, if we were getting fed, <laughs> yeah, we 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 don't like him too much. I, I'm just a kid, but my but my dad said that uh, this town used to be used to be pretty pretty nice to live in, and uh, as you can see, things are pretty shitty at the moment.
1: What do I uh, if I was gonna be, let's say, in the king's orbit anytime soon? Is there anything I need to know?
0: I, the only way the the only way that I know uh, to, to, to see King Carsis is the only people that that see him are his direct guards, uh, the Grey Guard and 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 people that that win the cleansing.
1: OK, uh, tell me more about the Grey Guard. What's their deal?
0: Oh, the Grey Guard, the Grey Guard protects the king. Um, I, I've seen him around, but they mostly stay in the palace as well. You got the city guard. Now they patrol the streets. Uh, the Gray Guard. They're something totally different. They're a dangerous bunch. In what way? They got weird gray skin and and white eyes. It's like they're like they're under some kind of spell or something.
1: Interesting, interesting. All right. Well, hmm. So, uh, in other news, you don't know any good scores around here.
0: Uh, scores, scores. What do you mean, scores? I
1: think you know what I mean by scores. Uh, oh. You just scored yourself some bread.
0: Not nothing in this part of town. Trust me, there ain't nothing worth any value. All right. Well, nothing I've found anyway.
2: Well,
1: let me ask you this: It seems like y'all have fallen on tough times for sure. Is there anything I can do to help out?
0: Uh, you you seem like like you know a thing or two about about burglaring. You you think you could? You could teach me some tricks.
1: I could certainly teach you some tricks. It would be an honor to teach you some tricks.
0: Okay, I teach so you. Him, guys I teach off. him some tricks. You teach him some tricks. You actually head off to a more popular part of town. Um, you probably head up to. I would say he he points you in the direction of of uh, the market district, where kind of some um, some people hang out to sell things. So maybe you guys can snatch some goods together. And, uh, you guys travel through this market district and, um, it's, it's not crowded, but there are a lot more people around here. Uh, and you teach him some tricks, maybe he's stealing some, some low grade stuff to start with him. Um, and as you're traversing through the crowd, a little boy, uh, runs, you could see a little boy running through the crowd, uh, straight at you too. And he, he runs directly between you and, and this kid that you met, and brushes up against uh, the side of you.
1: I'm gonna grab him because I think you just pickpocketed me.
0: Okay, you're gonna grab him. Grab him by the arm. Yeah. All right. Uh, roll a um, roll a dexterity check. Just straight straight de- or slide a hand. Slide a hand.
1: Slide a hand. Uh, Twenty one.
0: Okay. Yeah. You you grab him by the wrist. Um. And he kind of freaks out. And you you as you grab him by the wrist, he turns and you can see that he's got this big black eye. Uh, like his eye is totally swollen on the left side, big black eye on his face. And he says, he he doesn't say anything. He's just completely silent as he turns towards you.
1: Okay, what's going on, little man?
0: And he shakes his head, he shakes his head and tries to rip away from you. Um, And in the distance, you hear this sound of a familiar voice that says, um, that's him, that's
2: him, that's the guy who took my pocket watch.
0: And you see at the end of the street, Simon, and he's pointing directly at you. Um, and he is backed up by about a dozen guards who, uh, are running after you.
1: He's pointing to me, not the kid.
0: He's pointing to you.
1: All right. I'll turn to my two friends or my one and a half friends, my friend and this kid who I've scared the shit out of. I'm going to say, all right, boys, five O's here. Y'all go ahead and I'll take care of this.
0: Okay. All right. They, they run off. They run off. Um, and as they run off, you feel something hit against your leg in your cloak, and you reach your hand down and you pull out a pocket watch.
1: Oh, that nice key golden pocket wasn't watch. Wasn't taking my pocket, he was putting the pocket watch on me. That sneaky little bastard. I knew it. Whatever. Uh okay. He's poor.
0: Yeah, guards are closing in. They're like ten feet from you. And they're in front of me? They are in front of you, chasing you down. Yep. <sighs> oh
1: shit. What's around me? So I'm in I'm in the middle of like a square.
0: Yeah, you're in the middle of the square. Like, people have seen this and have kind of parted ways around you. I'm
1: going to fucking bolt. In whatever direction my friend went, I'm going to run in the opposite direction.
0: So they ran away from the guards. You would be running towards the guards.
1: Well, we're in three-dimensional space. Oh, okay, so you're so. just running.
0: Okay, gotcha. So maybe they, <laughs> they yeah.
1: They, they I mean, run. I can run perpendicular to where they went. I'm just running in a different direction than they went because I don't want them to get caught.
0: Okay, Uh, yeah, all all the guards start chasing you. Let's do a contested dexterity check just to see if they catch up with you. I'm going to roll and add their dex, and you're going to roll and add your dex. 16 for me. Fuck. Uh, nine. Okay, yeah, they chase you down, Durf. And um, they tackle you to the ground and shackle your legs and your arms together. And together they carry you out from the market district. Uh, all right, Tug, what are you doing at the bar?
3: Uh, I opened that thing. Opened it up just like the one uh, in, our, in our little village. Okay. Um, cleaning some glasses, having a nip myself, trying to get some of the just general dust and smell out of that place. Mm -hmm. um i think is uh the general the general look of what i'm trying to do right now okay yeah sure um you uh,
0: don't see any customers come in uh for hours for hours uh it's completely empty you're dusting around you're picking up tables trying to make this place more um you know you you feel like this is kind of a desecrated temple almost of this bar and you just want it to look good and and uh kind of spruce the place up for for customers but no one comes in no one comes in and, and you you sit most of the day just kind of sipping drinks at the bar by yourself uh, and you you realize that Durf and Tug haven't or Durf and uh and Carl haven't made their way back to the bar uh and uh, you're starting to get a little a little worried a little
3: bored and there's uh no one that's come into the place yet no absolutely no one Oh, that's disturbing in and of itself. Um, I guess I'll hang tight. I mean, I don't. I mean, knowing the other two stories, obviously, I'd go, but I feel like leaving would just make it difficult for Simon or anybody else to find us. Yeah. That's I cool. So, uh, yeah, I'll just hold tight.
0: You're just holding tight. All right, you hold tight. Um, and afternoon comes and, go- uh, comes and goes, and it's uh, it's nighttime at this point. Um, and the only thing you have left to do is to just go to sleep because you're tired. They haven't come back yet. Obviously they're doing something. Uh, you wanted to protect the bar. Simon hasn't come back. So yeah, you just, you post up and you, uh, you fall asleep. Sleep. I shall. You get a long rest and you also wake up and you wake up the next morning. Uh, and above you are more guards Staring right down at you as you sleep. And one of them says that. Uh, yeah, you coming with
3: us. Uh, no, thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to try to get up, fight him or what would Tug do?
3: <laughs> Tug would 110% <laughs> pop up and start fighting. Okay, guaranteed. let's go.
0: Roll initiative. Uh, 18. Okay.
1: Oh, nice. You're just cursed with us being there.
3: Yeah, that's right. 18. That's like that's like seventeen dice rolls right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot of guys. Gr- there's like four yeah. surrounding you. Okay, uh, you are you're up first actually, so you get to decide what's up.
3: Well, things are definitely up. um Let's. You are uh,
0: surrounded by four guys near the hearth. You're all within their melee range.
3: Is uh is chugging a potion a free action?
0: No. You're, you have all health, though. Oh, you have your beers. That's right.
3: That's right. I do have. I'm to the gills and beers. All right. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clap these fist wraps of the bull together. Okay. And I'm going to make, uh, expend uh, a key point as well. So I can uh, use flurry of blows on the nearest guard to my left.
0: Okay, all all the fists at one, dude.
3: Yes. Okay. All right. Roll them. Uh, first one is a twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, for nine.
0: Holy shit! You get him <laughs> right in the stomach, and he keels over in pain with this first thing. He's not dead, but he is real hurt kind of incapacitated right now as your fist collides with his stomach and he bends over and coughs up blood
3: so incapacitated meaning like i get a feeling that i don't have to worry about him putting any heat on me perhaps not a whole lot okay then instead of so what i'll do is i'll try to just come down like if he's buckled over i'll just try to come down with a a swift left elbow in the back of the head to take him out all right sweet uh that is a natural one, so I will use it <laughs> luck. Uh for fifteen.
0: That'll hit. Yep, that just hits.
3: Okay. For seven more damage.
0: Okay, yeah, you you hit him uh just on the back as he keels over and he collapses and falls to the ground uh and he's not moving. Um It was his turn next, so we'll go with another guard.
3: I I used Flurry of Blows, so I got one more Oh, that's right. You get one more. more. You get one more attack. Yeah, go ahead. So once I dropped in, I'm going to step through like a crow hop punch (laughs) into the the nearest nether regions of the next guard.
0: Okay, sweet.
3: 23. Yep, hit. And Flurry of Blows is just a d4, I I think. Right,
0: plus your dex.
3: Uh, for eight damage.
0: Okay, yeah, you you kick him pretty good, too, and he kind of like, Wah! and uh, bends over holding his crotchal region.
3: A um, uh, key okay, question, so you, Did I, how many are there? Four. Okay,
0: cool. So you have successfully downed one, and another one doesn't feel great, uh, but the remaining two are going to try to together aid each other in grappling you uh, to kind of hold you down and grab you by the arms. So with the two of them working together, they're going to have advantage, against your uh let's say against your your um dexterity so roll just a normal dex d20 plus your dex and i'll roll two d20s and see if i beat you
3: okay Ooh, that a good time to get a two there kirk
0: (laughs) (laughs) so So, uh,
3: that is a six total
0: six total okay uh okay my first roll was a natural 20 believe it or not (laughs) i will show you the dice not that it matters, but that's what it was. Um, and uh, yeah, so they they managed to grapple you easily and wrap kind of hog tie you with these ropes, and they take you away as well, well, I try.